What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Jacobs here, episode 50 of the Bucks Leading Radio. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Audible. If you don't know what that is, the best way to get and listen to audiobooks. Bucks Leading Radio is offering you 30 day free trial and a free audiobook if you use our URL code. And that is www.audibletrial.com slash Bucks Leading Radio. Type that into your URL code, take you there, sign up for it. Give it a try. I wouldn't be having something on here that I don't think is a solid product and something that you could actually use. We're still January. People are still trying to get those New Year's resolutions going. Listen to a book while you're on the treadmill, on the elliptical, while you're driving to work. It's a great thing to do. And do this, obviously, after you listen to the latest episode of the Bucks Leading Radio. Uh, so anyway, the URL is again www.audibletrial.com slash Bucks Leading Radio. Go take that sign up. And uh, first, uh, before we jump into the conversation, I want to say thank you to all you listeners. I can't believe it's been 50 episodes, season and a half of doing this. The Bucks are doing better than I ever could imagine, and I'm just happy to have all of you along for the ride. So I uh, had Cool J from Twitter on here, and it was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. So I'll stop talking. Hit the music. What's up, what's up, everybody? It's your boy Jacobs here with another episode of the Bucks Leading Radio. Uh, first time guest on today. You guys know him on Twitter's cool Jay. Jay, how we doing, man? I'm doing all right, man. How's it going? It's great. Bucks are beating the Pistons right now, as they should be. Gonna get a series sweep. Oh, it's great. Uh, Patty C getting some minutes in, as we were just talking about before we started recording. Uh, so it's a good time. It's a good night so far, and I'm happy we were able to get you on. Hey, man. Thank you very, very much, man. Shout out to Sif for kind of shouting me out, setting this whole thing up, man. But, you know, first time doing something like this, so I'm very, very honored, you know, that you have me on. Hey, no, I, I appreciate you coming on. I really do, and I and, and honestly, I appreciate the support, and Sif just, just doing his best to be a loudmouth guy, I think, you know. <laughs> I know, man. Might be the craziest dude in the entire state. <laughs> <laughs> that's very very true um all right so yeah i mean before we get started diving any true you know deep bucks topics tell me a little bit more about yourself tell the people listening um you know what wh- when did you become a bucks fan you know how how hard has it been how have you survived this long as a bucks fan mm-hmm. and uh how awesome it is right now so i i tell you that my very very first season watching basketball at all is was actually that 2001 season like i remember it vividly and it was because my mom was a big fan. And I remember the city at that time was so different. You know, with that team, mm-hmm. it was just a different buzz at that time. Yeah. And um, that 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 exact season, that playoff run was crazy. And I remember it vividly. That's when it started. And I, I know you know because you've been a fan for, you know, that long, if not, if not longer. And people started to taper off. You know what I mean? When we yep. got into the... The mid two thousands and the big three was gone, and you going into Michael Red and all those different years, and you couldn't find you would get laughed at for being a Bucks fan. Mm-hmm. 
in Milwaukee. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those mediocre type years or bad years, and I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't give them up. I couldn't give them up at that point. Like they were my team. So yeah, about that old one season and all the way through, man. So this is this season has been special. Yes, I feel like it has been. It's almost a culmination of all of the years of mediocre basketball, as you call it. I call it just shitty losing years, but hey, that's yeah. all right. <laughs> um, that, so you... that too, that too. I mean, 41 and 41 all the time, you know, is, yeah, you, either way. I, uh, it wasn't good. I do like that you said, you know, you would get kind of looked down on, like, oh, you're a Bucks fan. Why, why are you a Bucks yes. fan? Why, that team's terrible. Like, and that's yeah. almost what reinforced my fandom of being like, Guys, this is our hometown team. Like, how can you say that? Like, I am mm-hmm. a true Bucks fan. I will sit here and, and root for OJ Mayo and, and all the good stuff, you know, because I know one day that this is all going to be worth it someday. And on top of that, it's almost it's almost fun to have those conversations with other true Bucks fans. Even like this, on a winning team, mm-hmm. it's still great to have, like, the how great we're doing conversations. But the debates on what we should be doing or how we can rebuild are also fun. Even though, you know, you're not winning, you're not doing things, those are a great aspect of, of being a uh, fan of a team, really. So I'm glad, like I said, we got you on here. Uh, thanks for diving a little bit into your, your Bucks fandom background. And uh, mm-hmm. let's just dive right in. I think, so a couple big topics first off, but let's start off with the hometown trade offer, and that is Thon Maker uh, reportedly coming out requesting a trade uh, to get more minutes, basically, hoping to go to a team where he can see a bigger role. So I posed a couple of questions here to you before we started recording, give you a little something to chew on. And uh, so for the listeners, you know, we're thinking, should we trade him? And then if you would, you know, would you trade him? And if you would, what are you going to look for? And then honestly, how truthful do you think these are? Do you really think that he's looking to get traded? I know he looks like he's super happy on the bench. He's celebrating with his guys and he seems to be a team player. So it's almost a little contradictory that we've gotten these reports come out. So Jay, I'm going to pass the ball to you. This is your time. Let me know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would trade him. I mean, at this point, I feel like he's he, the the clock has run out. You see, so many guys that's kind of passing him up on the rotation. I mean, DJ Wilson was almost an afterthought already, and now he's getting the minutes that Don is supposed to have. You know what I mean? And other guys that are kind of just first on has come in and kind of taken the minutes. You know, first year back on the team, so it's like, you know. I, w- I would trade him. I would include him in something. If we had anything else in the works at the deadline, I would probably just try to throw Thon Maker in there. Mm-hmm. And the the second point, uh, the second part of your question, I would, uh, I do believe it. And the reason why I do believe it, I don't know if you remember Thon's like rookie year or second year when he had that quote where he was like, I'm, I'm going to be an MVP. I'm going to be an all-star. I'm going to be defensive player of the year. I'm going to do all of these things. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Like, he was super, super confident, um, you know, those years. So I believe it, that he wants to go somewhere and play. Like, you know, people will probably laugh when I say this, but he's 21 years old, despite all the other, you know, little rumors and everything about his you age. Mean he's like, 35. Come he on, let's yes. Yeah, he's <laughs> But you know he's he's got that he's he he does have that swagger about him. Yeah, I think he'll be a good team player, and I think every I don't think he'll be detrimental to the team in the, in the meantime. But I, I could believe that he wants to go somewhere and play, for sure. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's why I'm glad I wanted to get your thoughts first because I've been you you've said you kind of checked out my podcast after Sith sent you through, so you may have heard some of my thought maker takes over the last mm-hmm. year and a half I've been doing this, and I am 
so far out on him. I could not be anymore. I get the F out of this team. I don't know what he brings to the table that somebody else couldn't bring. I think I was fine waiting for his potential, but this is a team that needs to win now. And his reduction in minutes, I think, is something that Coach Bud sees. Because if he was really performing at that level that he thinks he is or maybe that he wants to get to, then he would be playing now. Look at guys like Sterling Brown, even DJ Wilson, getting solid minutes and important minutes from a guy, as you said, was kind of already an afterthought. But that's Mm because of what Bud saw in practice. So I totally appreciate what Thon is doing and trying to get more minutes. And I think that that may be the best thing for him. I will say, and I want to get your thoughts on this um, before I dive any more into my thoughts on him. do you think that this was a bit premature from his standpoint to have this come out almost, what, three weeks, a couple weeks before the, the trade deadline when you're on a team in the top of the East uh, looking to make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals, potentially in the NBA Finals? Do you think it's a little premature for him to say that when he could learn a lot from this run and learn a lot from this winning team and now just yeah. trying to be selfish? Yeah, definitely. He, he, it is premature. It is the wrong time. It, it could have easily been taken the wrong way. But I think I think everybody knew knows where his intentions are. You know, that's the, as far as the team goes, they're around him every day. They knows he just, they know he just wants to be out there. Mm-hmm. You know, but definitely, uh, definitely premature. I think it could have it could have waited. You know, off season or you know something like that. You know, go, go through this run. I mean, it's. It's about to be a, a hell of a ride, you know. We, you know, with this playoffs coming up and stuff like that, get this experience. But yeah, at the same time, as a as a player, as an athlete, like he's probably seeing himself as he's not going to be really a contributor or a part of it anyway. You know what I mean? So yeah. how much is he really getting if he's going to ride the bench the entire time? So I can see both sides, you know. Like I honestly can. But to your point, he isn't at this point, you know going to be a contributor from what it looks like it doesn't look like he's going to get that consistent time back that he had before so you get him out of here yeah i mean like honestly like i i i I like him i'll I'll continue to root for him but if you don't want to be here get him out of here yeah and i've had um kane on here a couple times and he's great and honestly provides a lot of good insight i think sometimes balances my bias towards thon um, and he kind of came on when we were talking about replacing him with Christian Wood or what was going on with there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he Kane really described that Christian Wood would do the same thing that Thon would do if he was in there. So my thought is if, if Thon really wants out, then fine. Let him walk. Christian Wood, I think, could probably do everything that Thon has done in his 11 minutes a game better yeah. or or the same or even better. And, you know, just for a little bit of – uh, non, I guess, uh, bias or just eye test. I mean, let's look at some stats here. I got it pulled up in front of me. You know, mm-hmm. in his second season where he played 74 games, he averaged 4.8 points over 16.7 minutes per game, uh, shot 41% from the floor, uh, 30% from three-pointer. This season in 35 games at 11 minutes, he's done 4.7 points. He's a little bit better from the floor and almost exactly from three-point. So he, it doesn't seem like he's making that kind of the progression that you would want, even in the minutes he's given. So exactly. I, I, as, as a basketball fan and somebody who would love for Thon to be good, I would love to be wrong. I was happy to be wrong about DJ Wilson so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't see it, and I think you trade him. Now, yeah. before we jump into the next topic, which you know is right in front of you, we'll, we'll tease mm-hmm. it a little bit here for the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, without mentioning that topic, which I think everybody knows what it is, 
who or what would you be willing to give get in in uh, in return for Thonmaker? That's a good question. I'm terrible with trade requests and trade <laughs> offers. Like I, I put mine out there on Twitter all the time just to get a, a kick out of people or just to get a rise out of people. But the number one guy, there is a guy out there that I that I do want us to end up with, and that's uh, Dwayne Dedman. Okay. From Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if you can do like a two-for-one thing with Don in there and another guy, um, you know, another guy kind of at the bottom of the totem pole there, uh, to get Deadman in here just to, you know, get another physical body and another stretch guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Somebody that would really honestly play Don's role. Exactly. You would just be filling that gap again. And then, um, you know, rotational guy, you could throw him in there right away. He's been with Bud already, so, or Bud already, so... I, that's who I would like us to end up with if we made another move. That's a good, and that's a name I've seen thrown around a lot too. And that's a solid pick. I think I'm looking just to get picks. I'm looking to acquire assets, you know, because mm-hmm. as I kind of already mentioned, I think Christian Wood can come up from the G League, do exactly what Thon's doing for cheaper. Uh, Thon is set to make, uh, let's see here, Thon is set to make $3 million this year, $5 million next year guaranteed. So, you know, if you get Wood up here on a rather cheap contract to play 11 minutes game you acquire a first round a couple second round picks for thon maker some cash mm-hmm. i think that'll set you up to make some solid acquisitions in the off season or potentially a yeah. trade maybe right before the trade deadline um so that's what i'm looking to get for him uh i think that's at least getting something out of nothing but we'll see what happens um let's this kind of transitions easily into topic number two which is the biggest mm-hmm. news of recent NBA uh, drama, and that's Anthony Davis coming out and requesting a trade from the New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, this came out like overnight Sunday night. Crazy. It's it, it. I woke up to a Woj bomb, and uh, it, it was kind of a it was a little bit of a mind blow. I felt like because he's on a contract where he's guaranteed through next season. He mm-hmm. had this come out again a couple weeks before the trade deadline, and now it seems like everybody's going to scramble to try to make a package for him. So. You know, I posed a couple of questions here for this one. You know, if we're you're a Bucks fan, let's say you're in John Horseshoes, what are you packaging to send over to get him? I know, and I want to state this for all listeners, I obviously yeah. know we don't really have a shot at getting him because the asking price is going to be too high. But if for fun, what were you willing to give up, and what would you package to go out there and do that? And then mm-hmm. if, when it's not obviously the Bucks, what team do you think he goes to and or hope he goes to? Yeah, so... Uh, you know what? And I want to I want to interject really quick before I answer sure. and say that I do not think that it's as impossible as everybody makes it sound. And here's why okay. I'll say it really quick because he took he, New Orleans doesn't have any leverage anymore. He he took the leverage from them by you know pretty much just telling them straight up I'm not going to resign next year. So I think the only thing that really, the only thing that does disqualifiers or, you know, puts the odds against us is that other teams have better assets, obviously. Lakers have more to offer. The Knicks have that first round pick that if they throw in there, it'll be hard to turn down, you know. So assets would probably disqualify us. But I mean, if we wanted to go all in and do two of our three guys, like Brogdon and Brogdon and Middleton or Bledsoe and Brogdon or Bledsoe and Middleton and another guy, you know what I mean? I, I don't know if, if it's that impossible. I know the report came out from from uh, Woeful. I don't know how much stock you want to put <laughs> into that. That said that everybody's up for grabs except for Giannis. So, I mean, 
if they really wanted to go all in and do, I would do two for three. If I was in his shoes, I would do two of the three. I mean, Brogdon, Bledsoe, or Middleton, two of those three, and another guy like another contract like Snell or something like that, and see what happens. But um, I don't think it's that impossible, man. And whatever deal they offer before the deadline, you know, I hope they go all in with it and see what happens. I think I sometimes need to say it's not going to happen because it, it, like just the thought of Giannis and Anthony mm-hmm. Davis playing with each other, I I, I don't know. I just yeah, it right? makes me so happy and so excited. Like oh my god, we're going to win the finals, kind of a thought. Yeah. And, yeah. But I and that's what I thought too, right? And I and I think that Wolf's tweet, while you know you can't take you put a, you know the you take everything yeah, with yeah. a grain of rice and grain of salt. Uh, salt. Thank you. Can't think right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. I think that that's true. Anthony Davis is one of those. He's a he's a blue chip player, as you know, I like to call him and say like you would give up almost anything to get him on your team because you can mm-hmm. do so much with him, and he has mm-hmm. been so steady and relatively healthy for that New Orleans Pelicans team that like he's a guy that honestly you would give everything except Giannis up for because you want them to play together. So I mean, my trade is literally give Chris Middleton. I'd be willing to part with Brogdon, and then like you said, maybe throw Snell in there, but. Or I would actually my actual trade that I think works in the trade machine would be Chris Brogdon and Thon, but I think Brogdon's contract isn't enough, so you'd have to throw in like a Snell in there. So they get mm-hmm. Thon and then they get Chris, but they only get Chris for one year, and that's where I think you're gonna lose them is because the one guy you would get as like a, a guy wouldn't be yeah. there for that long. That's where I think we kind of lose some leverage within a package. But mm-hmm. I mean, who knows? I. We got Bledsoe, or we got Bledsoe for Greg Monroe. Like, that trade was crazy. We traded John Henson and Matthew Dellavedova together, which is something exactly. I never thought could happen. So Horst has made some amazing moves and mm-hmm. I, things I couldn't even think of. So I think that if there's a guy that can do it, you know, it, it's him. And I saw some reports today bef- um, before I jump in. We jump in the last question here uh, about how, like, the Raptors and the Bucks are gonna are looking to make an offer and yeah. I'm sitting there reading that going, no shit. Quote, who, what GM isn't calling up and saying, hey, what do you want? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what can we package yeah. for you to get him? Right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a short list. I'm pretty sure there's more teams or I'm pretty sure everybody is looking to see what they can do, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. to try to. But the list that they've got out now is like Lakers, Lakers, Celtics, um, Knicks. And who else was it? Uh, Lakers, Celtics, Knicks, and, I mean, us and the Raptors, right? So it's like at least for that list of teams that they want to put out there, I'm just glad that, you know, Horace has us in the mix. That's true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, being active like that, and it, it would be a fairy tale ending, like, to end up with, with uh, to end up with getting him a superstar, getting Giannis a superstar like that so soon. Yeah. You know what I mean? That would be crazy. Uh, okay, so I guess that leads us right into our next question is, you know, who, if it's not the Bucks, what team do you think he goes to? Um, what team do you hope he goes to? And then my final little caveat to that question is, do you think that is bef- that the trade happens before the trade deadline or happens this offseason? I think he ultimately ends up with the Lakers just because, um, you know, just because they'll, they'll do whatever it takes that, to make it happen. LeBron wants it to happen, so... I don't think there's not a not a deal that the Lakers wouldn't do to get him. 
I, even if they got to, you know, part ways with majority of that core, I think that's where he ends up ultimately where I would like to see him go. Um, I would like to see him go to the Knicks and him and uh, Porzingis out there. And then they have salary this summer. You know what I mean? With the whole, uh, with, with their, with the free agents. So they can land somebody like Clay. They can land somebody like, you know, Kyrie. Every every week now is they say it's more and more and more uncertain that Kyrie Irving will go back to Boston. You know what I mean? Like it's like they're really subliminally trying to tell us like it's real shaky out there with him right now. So something like that cool in New York would be cool to see somewhere where he can go and get his own shine again. You know, I, I don't wanna see him go and play behind LeBron. I'm so over that. You know, seeing everybody just going and teaming up and bunching up with LeBron and being half of what they could be. Uh, but I think that's where he's going to end up anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, good takes there. The the Lakers and Knicks, though, well, I guess, so he wants to, so, I mean, he came out and said he wants to go to a team that can win, or is going to mm-hmm. win. And I mean, let's be honest here, the, of those teams mentioned, the Raptors and the Bucks are the, the two top ones that can actually go out and get him. The Celtics actually have to re-sign Kyrie to an extension before they can even trade for him due to the Rose rule which mm-hmm. I read into and learned some more about. I hadn't really known mm-hmm. that much about it. Uh, so that's interesting to find out. So that doesn't need, seem to be a viable option because, as you've already come out and said, Kyrie's future in uh, Boston is uncertain. But I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks now, and that's Boston should trade Kyrie anyway. I don't think that team is better with him on the squad. I think it's actually better without him uh, for multitude of reasons I've gone into on this podcast and uh, my mm-hmm. other podcast before. So I won't bore the listeners with that, but... <laughs> so I mean, if think about it, there's 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 a bigger trade in here. I think that if this happens before the trade deadline, that it's going to be and it's going to be a three team trade and it's going to be involving some big pieces. If mm-hmm. Anthony Davis goes to Boston, because you could see Kyrie going somewhere and and then Anthony Davis going to Boston with like random people or picks going to to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So and that'll be very interesting. Um, I think he ends up at the Lakers as well. I think that's been his landing spot for. The for, for the last, however long I can remember, since the beginning of the season, really, since LeBron went there. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah, I think they have the picks and the, and the pieces to give him. I mean, uh, Kuzma's got a solid contract that they can get rid of. He's, he's shown to be a solid young guy that you could potentially put some people around. Um, you get another mm-hmm. couple guys. Brandon Ingram is another one on there. I don't know how much value Lonzo Ball has anymore from an NBA executive standpoint, but that's potential, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. that team has some assets to give up, and... We'll see, though. I don't think that this happens before the trade deadline, though. I think that this is going to go until the end of the season. I think it's kind of dumb that he did this because he's guaranteed through next season, so they don't even have to do anything if they don't want to. Right. So while they did... And I think that I was just having a conversation with somebody um, uh, earlier today, and I actually think that New Orleans is going to, like, A him through this. Kind of like kind of like how the Bucks kind of facilitated or helped Jabari Parker facilitate to, to Chicago as kind of like a good luck type of thing. Sure. And I think I kind of get that vibe from New Orleans only because of kind of what he's given to them. You know what I mean? Like this could have been a situation a couple of years ago. You know what I mean? Or he could have asked out not too long ago because they have really failed to put stuff around him. But he's been professional. He's, you know, went out there and played. A lot of people don't like the whole I'm demanding the trade thing. But at, at a certain at a certain point, it's like, yo, I gotta go. I gotta do what I gotta do. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I gave us time. They had Demarcus Cousins there. 
didn't want to pay him, let him go. Now he's in Golden State. You know what I mean? Looking looking good, by the way. Mm-hmm. You know, already on a minutes restriction still. You know, having twenty point nights and stuff like that. But Shooting I mean, three ball. you know, to you know, I just think that I think that they'll they'll make it easy for him or easier for him. And I I actually do think it'll be done by the deadline. Oh, interesting. All right. Well, so in that case, then I think if 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 what you're saying is true, and let's let's operate under those circumstances yeah. and say they're helping him, they're going to put him on a team that's going to win now then. Because let's be honest, everybody who's a Lakers fan is hoping that they make a run in the playoffs, but there's not a chance in hell they really have a, a way to go long with this with the roster that they have. So that could actually help the Bucks or the Raptors or the Sixers potentially make a move for that because those are all teams that have potential to and make do a it run. Now. Exactly. Yes. So, exactly. Right. Well, I, yeah. Like I say, do it now, or I say that it'll happen now, but that doesn't necessarily mean to the Lakers. I think ultimately, whoever trades for him is taking a risk that he'll just walk and end up with the Lakers next year. True. But there's there's win now teams that like we talked about before that are interested in him now, like yes. us, like. Toronto, who who also has assets, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there there could be good, there will be good offers given to them, and I think if if they are trying to aid him, like I think so, then it'll be done soon. Right, and I was actually having a conversation today with a friend of mine about, um, let's say he came to the Bucks, right, or even um, like with his contract, and you say, well, it's a, it's a year and a half rental, and I say, yeah, but if you're gonna pair up Anthony Davis and Giannis. And I'm assuming you don't give up Lopez this season. I'm assuming you keep Bledsoe based on at least my mm-hmm. trade thought. Like, and mm-hmm. you have guys like Sterling Brown. Our team is so deep, as we've talked about so much. And you yes. can't make a run in this or next year and make it to the finals. Then, yeah, I wouldn't be mad if Anthony Davis said, F this, I'm going to L.A. I'm going to go play with LeBron. So you basically get a year and a half to try out and show him that, hey, we are a contender. We're going to get you a ring as well as Giannis. So, I mean, that's the argument I see to, to get keep him here. But um, – who knows, really? We're, we're not executives. And, yeah, also, I, I didn't even cut you off. I no, just want to fine. throw one more thing in there. Yeah. You can't be scared of that. You can't be scared mm-hmm. of that year and a half that you have. Like, at the end of the day, it's Giannis and Anthony Davis together. Yes. I can't see a way, unless one of them get hurt, that that is a flop or a fail or, you know what I mean, or yep. we don't meet expectations with that you know what i mean mm-hmm. for for at least that year and a half where where it's good enough to be like when it's when it's contract time like ad you sign on now man there's no way we can't go get the championship yep. you know what i mean mm-hmm. but when you're and i'm glad that john uh, you know that horse according to the reports is like going to put his name in the hat because if we get if we make that happen i'm just glad that he's not scared to take that risk you know what i mean because if it does work and we do ink him, we're going to win. We're, we will win a championship with those two. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Without a doubt. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that's my thing. That's why I would say do it. Gosh, you're just going to get my hopes up now after, like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm just <laughs> like, man, like, that's like NBA Finals in Milwaukee at the Forum. Like, that'd be crazy. Um, Insane. It'd be Insane. awesome. We might still get it. Who knows? Uh, so let's transition here to the most recent Bucks loss. Obviously, they're playing right now to stay 13-0, and or to stay undefeated, I guess, after a loss, go 13-0 and after a loss. Um, but the the okay Oklahoma City Thunder gave the Bucks a pretty good pounding the other night. Um, Paul George went off, and I guess I shouldn't say it was a pounding. We were within a, within a possession. I, I was going to say, did they? But I know, it was for a while, it, <laughs> it felt like it. When Giannis is scoreless in the first quarter, you're like, oh, man. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, they played well. Their defense was really tight, and Paul George, as I was saying, having a great night. 
potentially mm-hmm. throwing his name in the MVP arena. So posed a couple of questions again here. You know, how much does this loss hurt the Bucks if it does it all? Um, and does it hurt MV- Giannis's MVP chances? Again, maybe not having an outstanding night, not even uh, eventually getting to double digits, but took a while for him to get there. And then does this help Paul George or does this put his name in the MVP conversation uh, at all um, or not? I don't think it hurt the Bucks at all. I mean, I think we we're going to lose games. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. we're going to lose and Oklahoma City is not the worst team to lose to. Like they're a really really good team with two superstars and one of those superstars like really had a night in Paul George and that's really what it takes to beat this team. Like I I think I tweeted that like superstars have to have superstar nights to soundly beat the Bucks. And now I made that tweet before the Bucks went on that run and like cut it to three. And then I wanted to go back and erase it. Cause like they didn't even soundly beat us. You yes. know what I mean? Like this, our team is really, really good. They don't lie down. You know, they think they can win it until there's no time left on the clock, you know? Mm-hmm. So I don't think that game hurt us at all. Paul George just went crazy. Like it, it happens. He's, he's a star, you know, stars have star nights. Yeah, it was actually, and and I say this as just an NBA fan, but I am honestly so happy to see Paul George kind of balling out like that again. Um, Mm -hmm. He's obviously kind of been back in full strength for a while, but, you know, seeing his scoring output this season and seeing it, obviously watching it for the first time this season um, was just great. And seeing him play like that is just great as an NBA fan. But yeah, I agree with you. I think I get I'm starting to get spoiled right now and it's not good. <laughs> like we went through a 13 win season like 4 years ago or whatever it was, 3 or 4 years ago and I'm just spoiled with all the wins that we've had and, and I feel mm-hmm. like I'm kind of I'm 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 a little bit pessimistic and always kind of waiting for that like oh we're going to we're going to go on a loss run or this is when it's going to start like and but it just it never seems to happen and this team just keeps picking themselves back up after a loss and really fighting back like they did in that Charlotte game and ended up getting the W and almost did it in Oklahoma City. So I shouldn't have said that the Thunder whooped us because they didn't, but it felt like it at first. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that too, though. And I think it, the entire Bucks nation has that stain on us. Like, we're just waiting for something. You mm. know what I mean? And I honestly think this will be the year where that something never happens. Hey, like, knock on wood, all right? Come on now. Be, <laughs> I, I, for real, I feel like it's going to be what we hope it will be, you mm-hmm. know, and for me, it's more realistic. I want conference finals. Like that's, that's what I want. I want to yep. win two playoff series. Anything after that is I'm, I'm good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I don't think any roadblocks will come. I don't, I don't foresee any, I don't see us losing 20 out of 25 games like they did in 2002 or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't see this epic meltdown happening. Giannis should be MVP, but, you know, James Harden is, you know, try hard and every night. So we'll see. <laughs> well, so we'll did, see. But I, th- I think this will, you know, this will end up how we want it to, actually. So, yeah, I mean, that's great. I mean, did that hurt? Did his game against Oklahoma City hurt his chances at all? Because all anybody's talking about right now is James Harden, his crazy scoring output and everything else. And I feel like Giannis has been lost in the conversation now. And to have a night like that where – Again, it almost kind of falls off the back of your head of thinking about him uh, if you're not necessarily a Bucks fan. But, you know, does that hurt? Do you think he brings it back? And then do you think he ends up getting MVP or not? I think he – I, you know what? I honestly think Harden won it already just based off no, the popularity, stop. just based off the – you know, and it's not – I don't think James Harden is the MVP. Like, I don't think he's the MVP. But 
you you know how it works. You know what I mean? And this guy is on a tear. I think he's averaging like 50-something points over the last like five or six games. He had five games straight with an unassisted basket or 100 points. You know, it's just crazy otherworldly statistics that they make up when they really want to crown this guy. You know what I mean? So I think that I, me personally, I know I see your face. That's yeah. that's where, that's that's what I think. I don't, I don't even know if you could be a Bucks fan anymore. Uh. I don't think the Thunder game hurt Giannis though. I mean, he still had like what fourteen in the fourth quarter yeah. or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. So I, I I want that for Giannis. I really really do. But you know how it works, man. I don't know. The more popular guy. I think well, so. I don't think that. This, if this was his first MVP, I think I would have. A, there's an argument there, but I don't think mm-hmm. they're going to give it to him on a back-to-back, because mm-hmm. the NBA does not like giving back-to-back MVP awards. And I also mm-hmm. feel like this is going to slow down, and we're we're you know we're coming down the second half of the season. Harden's got to be fucking tired. I mean, he is playing at an insane level. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. We haven't seen this in a long time, probably since Kobe had that run of 30-point games uh, back when he mm-hmm. and Shaq was injured. So. We'll see what happens as that team gets healthier. Kenneth Farid on that team's a good addition. So he's going to start sharing the ball more. That scoring output's going to go down. And when that does, we'll see how much people are still clamoring for him to get MVP. Uh, and I honestly believe that it should go to the team that's winning the most. And right now, that's the Bucs. So like I said, I, I, I don't know, like you said, if it's, if it's a certainty that Harden's going to get it. But I definitely think that this is really kind of hurting Giannis's chance at it. And I agree with you. About the Thunder game, I don't think it really hurt his chances that bad. It was just kind of a thought that, like, I really wanted to see a dominant game for him. You know, yeah. it was an ESPN. It was a national televised game. It was kind of like a – I felt like a way to make a statement on that conversation. That was his time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that 100%. Uh, but they were ready, man. And they got – they've got just similar to Miami. Um, and I noticed that this season. It, there's a certain type of player that just irks the hell out of Giannis and – you know, can guard him really well. That tall, long, similar defender to him, like, uh, like, um, why is his name escaping me right now? Is it Jeremy Grant? Oh, uh, yeah, I think that's right. I'll look it up here quick. But yeah, go ahead. At, yeah, I think I think Jer- Jeremy. I know they're brothers. I think Grant, the uh, Jeremy is the one that said, "Okay, see, that was just bothering." I think he blocked him like four times in the first half, and Stephen Adams, a big dude, right under the basket, and Paul George was on him some. So, I mean, they got the guys. You know, they had the personnel to give him a hard time, but, you know. Yep, Jeremy Grant. Yeah, and that's what it was. And they they honestly did a great job defending him, but I I take a lot of that actually out to – um, our other players, nobody seemed to step up to take a lot of that pressure off of him mm-hmm. uh, in those first in three quarters, really. And I mm-hmm. think that's a testament to just, I, I don't know, Bledsoe had an off night, which is tough to have because he is such an impactful offensive player as well as a defensive player. But Middleton, who's been struggling, I feel like all season hasn't had like one of those games where he drops 30-plus and has, a, has an awesome shooting night, and that would have been a great night for it because mm-hmm. of Giannis's uh, falls faults in that game, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, it was a loss. We're crushing it right now against Pistons. I can't be that mad. Um, and I, you know, it's just it's it's only our thirteenth loss, and it's freaking January. I know, right? It's I mean, awesome. It just feels like I feel like we're trying to overcompensate yeah. <laughs> for like our usual struggles. So when we lose one game, it's like, oh my god, the like, world's okay, ending. Man, on to the next one. You know what I mean? Yes. yes. On to the next one. It's over. Uh, um, all right. So. Um, 
Let's move on to the last topic here, and that's just the All Star Game. It's a fun conversation. I think it's it's good. It's it's great to talk about the Bucks having an, an All Star again and Giannis. This will be his third season as an All Star. Um, so I pose you the question: You know, who do you think uh, outside of Giannis will make it, if anybody? Um, and then I want to hear who you think he's going to pick first uh, when he makes his to pick as captain. Yeah, they'll they'll. I think Chris will make it. Chris will be the other guy. Um... I think I can't see how the one seed cannot get up more than one all-star. You know what I mean? I think we'll be the ones, I'm pretty sure we'll be the one seed at the break or when they announce the reserves, I should say on what Thursday. Mm -hmm. So uh, we'll be there still. So I think it's impossible for us not to get another guy. And I think that guy would be Chris. Um, And he deserves it. I give Chris Middleton, I don't, I I like Chris Middleton, but I give him a little bit of a hard time because he hasn't been what I will, what I wanted him to be this year, but you know, I think we've, uh, we've performed well enough and he's performed well enough. Like he is all-star. I think he's earned it. So I think, I think he'll, I think he'll get that spot and it'll be well-deserved. And then, um, as far as Giannis, I, didn't he say who he's going to pick first? I think he said he'll pick and beat, right? That's what he said. He's picking first. Did he? I didn't know. I didn't know if that's what he said. Okay. Yeah, he said he'll pick and be first, and then that's when the quote came about putting him and Westbrook together. Well, so he's here's what not a fighter and all but that. Maybe now that Anthony Davis is on the trade block, there's a great picture of them together. They Look, talk, you pick go. AD, and you're like, go. <laughs> LeBron would do that. LeBron's <laughs> got that old. He's got that mentality at all times. <laughs> That's a LeBron move right there. Giannis was smart. Well, one thing that's interesting <laughs> that I actually didn't know, but I mean, the day they picked teams and the trade deadline are the exact same day. So, really, they could be picking teams and they'll be like, they'll have like a guy come up to them and be like, hey, Anthony Davis is on the Lakers now. Uh, you know, what I mean, like I whatever. Didn't know that. Yeah. Hey, so. I got a quick question for you, man. Yeah, How what's do you up feel about them broadcasting that? I think it's awesome. I'm gonna watch that. I'm gonna totally watch that because it's like watching your favorite players like pick it up in the gym and like go out and play five on five. And like honestly, it's entertaining me. I think NBA drama is good. It helps bring casual fans in a little bit more uh, than maybe you or I who are so deep into it with especially one team. But I think mm-hmm. it'll just be entertaining and it'll give us something else to talk about. It's and super. It's gonna be super entertaining. Yeah. And the guy that gets picked last is not gonna be able to live that down. <laughs> no, I never. Mean, like, I whatever team he is. Something right there. So I'm super. <laughs> you know, I'm excited to see that. For Dude, sure. There's gonna be so many gifts that come out of that. Like just like faces. <laughs> or like, oh shit. Like, <laughs> like that's who got exactly. picked. Dude, it's gonna be great. Yeah. I, I and I think it, it. I don't see it as like a circus or anything. I just see it as trying to make something more entertaining. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and uh, it should have been broadcasted last year, but that's exactly what they were scared of, you know, finding out who or you know embarrassing whoever gets picked last, and then it ended up coming out anyway. It kind of leaked that I forgot who it was, it was like uh, yeah. Aldridge or somebody like that. But, Probably. Yeah. yeah, you know, you might as well put it on TV and let people watch because that's that's a dope thing, you know. Well, yeah, it, it is, and honestly, like the All Star Game, you know, this is like. I mean, obviously, I think everybody knows the Pro Bowl is like the worst quote-unquote all-star game in any professional yeah. sport. So, I mean, I think yeah. this is maybe one of the other lower-tier ones just because there's nothing really riding on it. You know, mm-hmm. baseball at least has home field advantage in, in the, the um, World Series and stuff like that. But this just adds another way to, to make it more interesting. And I bet there's going to be some good prop bets on there for you gamblers out there to, yeah. to do. Uh, yes. So that'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, all right, man. Well, this was a lot of fun. We'll round out this podcast here. If there's anything else you want to jump on while while we're on the mic, while we're talking books. You know what, man? I just want to say one more time, man. Thank you for having me. You know, this is super dope. First time doing something like this, man. So, you know, I definitely, you know, glad you asked me on. Hope it was, wasn't too boring for all you listeners out there. <laughs> Hope my takes weren't too crazy. You know, don't blow my mentions up or anything like that. Do blow his mentions no, up. Just, yeah, defend himself. Around, Come man. on. <laughs> you know, thanks again, man. I appreciate it. Hey, no, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, and really giving us uh, having a great conversation. Forty minutes, thirty-seven minutes flew by like nothing. So, mm-hmm. um, before I take over and end this episode, where can the people find you on the internet if they're not already following you? Yeah, man. So you know, Twitter—that's my main page, man. It's uh, Cool J C Three O's L J A Y underscore. Um, I'm talking bucks whenever I'm on there, man. I interact with everybody. I'm not you know, famous or anything like that. So I will reply to all of your replies with some shitty uh, passive-aggressive gif if I have to, <laughs> but I will definitely apply, uh, reply. So I think, yeah, follow me, man. Yeah, follow you for, <laughs> I think that you just describes Twitter in a nutshell um, right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and not famous yet. Always add that uh, on the end when you say that. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that, yeah, man. Not famous yet. I'll take that. There I'm you on go. my way. Um, and then you can follow me if you're not already uh, at Jakubitz. That's at J A K U B I C Z. Um, and then you can follow the podcast at Bucks underscore Radio. Uh, yeah, uh, same here. You tweet at me, I will tweet back at you. Um, you know, always love great conversations. Never a big Twitter arguer. I just think it's good to have an open forum for a good conversation and, and takes. We disagree, we disagree. Provide me some good points. Convince me I'm wrong, or to you know do that. I always exactly. love love hearing stuff like that. So. Uh, shout out to all you listeners. Let's go, Bucks. Let's finish off this game against the Pistons. And, uh, you know, thanks for listening. Cheers. <laughs>